This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. The controversial issue of the week, everybody's talking about it, uh, seems to be student loan forgiveness. Everybody is uh, really up in arms. The, uh, The mutants of Facebook are out, and they're all screaming about handouts and... I had to pay my student loan, so why should anyone else get anything free? It's a very um, childish mentality, if you ask me, that somebody else gets something, so therefore they shouldn't get it because you didn't get it. That's not a very uh, adult-like attitude. But uh, hey, listen, I mean, I get that, you know... The president's a a corpse and, you know, uh, you don't like that. You know, I I get that people don't like that the president is basically a, uh, it's weekend at Bernie's, weekend at Biden's. um, And that's probably why they did it. Because they're like, fuck, we're going to lose the White House. We're probably going to lose Congress. Um, We maybe should have went with a living human being to be the president that's shame on us egg on our face we would we thought the american people would have liked the zombie but apparently not um so yeah people are all up in arms about this student loan forgiveness shit and i i do find the whole thing to be a little ridiculous because the reason i get annoyed about it is because the government gives out handouts all all of the time. Um, You don't have to go that far back. Go back to 2017. uh, Is it the uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, right? That that cut corporate taxes, I believe, close to half. It was like 14% or something. They were paying 35%. Now they're only paying 21. It's a massive chunk of money. It's like a trillion dollars that they basically saved for the richest 1% of people. And this isn't me trying to turn it into like, this isn't a like, obliterate capitalism. Calm down. Big fan of capitalism, actually. Uh, I'm just saying that, you know, when we give billionaires an extra couple of bill, nobody bats an eyelash, but you give... Some broke-ass college kid, 10 grand, and everybody wants to scream about personal responsibility and handouts and fucking bullshit, right? So, you know, and when you put it in context with these other things, I mean, you don't even have to go that far back in American history to go to uh, 2008 when we had the uh, housing uh, mortgage crisis uh, that's documented perfectly in the movie the big short if you haven't seen it i i highly recommend it it's a very well done movie that explains the whole thing very well basically how these banks uh you know they 
the bottom line is these banks caused this problem and then left it on the taxpayer to, to fix it. And, you know, how is that remotely fair to us? And again, this is billions and billions of dollars at stake here. And again, it happened and, uh, you know, we kind of, yeah, there was some backlash at the time, but overall, people didn't get crazed about it. But now everybody's crazed because some people got some fucking money back for their college tuition loans. And that's, I mean, that's where you got to start. Tuition for colleges has just gotten exorbitant. These institutions just keep raising the prices because they know they're going to get their money. They know the money is basically guaranteed to come in from the government and uh yeah they just don't give a fuck they're just gonna try to bleed you dry they it's a greed machine that's what it really is i mean that's what most things are when you boil it all down at some point you get to some really really greedy old guy who thinks that like he's gonna be able to buy his way into heaven if he just you know there's at the end of every horrific, shitty institution in the United States, there's a guy who looks like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Just with like, when you, if you remember the exact episode, he like, Burns becomes like a recluse and doesn't leave his house. And he's just like, he grows his fucking fingernails and his beard out and he just looks all disheveled and crazy. That guy exists several times over. And basically, whatever it is, whether it's colleges or whatever the racket may be, that guy exists somewhere in some gigantic mansion just trying to make sure he can pull the strings so he can continue to collect all of his money that he's going to try to buy his way into heaven for being such a piece of shit on earth. But, um, yeah, you know, um, all this shit's got me thinking though, you know, I'm like sitting here and I'm listening to both sides go back and forth, you know, because that's the thing too, is the other thing you got to say about this student loan forgiveness thing is people praising Biden about it, acting like he's some sort of hero, like $10,000 is like a drop in the bucket on most people's student loans. I mean, it's a fucking, it's, it's window dressing. You know what I mean? It's, it's basically putting a bandaid on a gunshot wound. So, so I'm not saying that it's not a good thing to give everybody a little something, but let's not make it seem like this guy, uh, you know, he, he didn't just part the Red Sea here. He, you know, he kind of skipped, a, he kind of skipped a rock across the sea. That's, that's the better way of putting it. Um, so all I'm trying to say is, you know, these people that are getting this relief, as much as it's a good thing, it's only going to relieve so much and you're still going to have this burden. And, you know, I hear stories of people still like paying off student loans well into their forties, you know, and this isn't, these aren't people that took stupid career paths either like I'm talking about social workers doctors lawyers people that went the routes that you know lead to very promising very well well well-paying careers 
and they're still paying they're still paying student loans off for for decades. It's insane. And that's my whole thing with it is that uh you know, you don't have enough um you know, you don't have an, you don't have enough uh teachers in high schools kind of letting kids know that there's other avenues to go down. You know, you don't necessarily need college. You could go to a trade school. Um, you could go, you know, try to learn how to build up your own business. Do You know, there's, there's other things you can do. I mean, shit, there's OnlyFans. Why aren't the teachers telling the kids about OnlyFans? Some of the teachers are there. They're making money. Tell the kids about fucking OnlyFans. No, don't. We're not encouraging kids to do OnlyFans. Everyone calm down. I'm just saying, though, that there are other, like, legit avenues for uh, kids to, you know, consider for, you know, different types of careers that don't require going to college for eight years and putting yourself in $250,000 worth of debt uh, before you've ever even gotten into a career. You know, uh, before you've even really, you know, uh, like experienced adult life. It's a, it's kind of a a racket. It's, It's the same thing with credit cards. You need, you need it. You need the degree or you need the credit. So you go and you take it. But then once they got you, they entrap you. And you got you caught up in the system. And it's a system you'll never get out of. And you just live your entire life paying off these debts. And I think we need to figure out a way to get away from this. It's not good. It's not. uh, I don't think it's. uh, I don't think it's good for people's mental health, nor do I think it's good for anybody's like financial and economic well-being to be in a constant state of debt. So, you know. Obviously. I'm not a genius. I don't have all the answers here. But I am an expert in one thing. And that's the NFL. I'm sitting here. It's the morning of the draft. I I got my Elijah Moore jersey on. I'm I'm locked in. I'm ready to draft a winner. I'm ready to build my championships. Time to start the dynasty. All of that good stuff. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But my point is, is that like Liam Neeson and Taken, I am a man with a particular skill set. That's right. I am a man who has his own uh, vision on how to get rich. I'm a man that has a uh an acute sense of when uh the public is coming in too heavy on the wrong side i am a man whose phone is ringing in the middle of his podcast so i am a man that can help you get out of this Everybody's worried about this student loans. Everybody's got this massive debt hanging over their heads. And I got a solution that'll appease 
Everybody. It's the ultimate loan forgiveness that uh, you won't have to work hard to achieve it. But for the Republican-leaning people in the room, you could still say you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps. You did it on your own, and nobody could take it away from you. So if you go on the DraftKings Sportsbook and you open up a parlay, so what you do is before week one, you start a 16-team parlay and you put one leg from week one in and you leave 16 open spots or 15 open spots. I mean, you can really make it, you know, as many legs as you want, but you want to get that real payday. You want to really get that real big money. You got to go for, you got to go for the, for the gold. But a 16 teamer just picking NFL sides or totals. If you could pick one right side a week and just accumulate them into one gigantic parlay over the course of the season, which they will allow you to do. Uh, a 16-teamer, I'm looking at it right now on DraftKings, pays out like $350,000 on a $10 bet. On a $10 bet. How do you like that? 10 bucks, you risk it all. If it don't work out week one, you try again week two. You start over. Another 16-teamer. Pick one side a week, add it into the parlay, and with each winner, you get one step closer to uh, forgiving, getting your student loans forgiven because you'll be able to pay them off in one shot. And that's how it's done. That's the road I hope to lead you down this football season. Um, this is a good time to actually introduce the fact that I will be doing uh, a pick segment each week. I'm not going to pick every game. I'm not going to bore everybody with that, but I'm going to pick like three games every week. I'll pick three games every week. I'll give out three fucking winners right here for everybody. So what you do is you take one or two of those winners, you throw it into the parlay. You throw it into the season-long 16-teamer. It's going to pay out a little over 350 350k and your student loans are fucking forgiven my friend and nobody's gonna call that a fucking handout you earn that you earn that by listening to this podcast you earn that by having the balls to go for it big to chase the money everybody always respects somebody that chases the money you never hear about somebody who spent their life chasing wealth and chasing materialistic things and when they die you never hear anybody say they weren't ambitious sure you'll say they were called sure you'll say that they ignored the important things in life like love and family and stuff but what you can't say is that they didn't get after it and that they 
you know, didn't earn things for themselves because all they wanted was to earn. You can't take away their ambition and you can't take away my ambition in trying to help people who are struggling with insurmountable student loan debt get their shit right. That's what I want to do. I want to be the force that uh, helps get people, uh, you know, out from underneath this hell, this debt cycle. That's my concern. And I'm going to do it the right way. We're not going to burden the taxpayer. No. We're going to burden the bookie. We're going after those sports books. We're going after them hard. So get your shit right. Make sure you listen every week. Because I'm giving out the winners. Hungry, disrespected dogs. Barking. Angry. Hungry. Desperate dogs. That's what you're going to get here. But more importantly, you're going to get winners. So stay tuned in to the podcast. If you want to get out of student loan hell, you stay tuned in here and you get on board the student loan forgiveness parlay. You get on board with it and you stick it out for the entire year. $10 can win you over $350,000. I literally just looked it up on DraftKings. A 16-team parlay just picking NFL sides or totals at minus 110. $10 $10 can win you 350k. You really want to get ballsy, put 100 bucks on it. And then you'll be a millionaire. You'll be a millionaire by the end of the season. You just got to stick with me. Just got to stick with me one winner a week. One winner a week. That's it. And parlay them all. That's it. How can it be bad? It can only be good. No one can be complaining about that political strategy. You're not going to hear any Republicans or Democrats or anybody get mad about a parlay that uh, helps get the people out of student loan debt. Everybody gets paid. And uh, yeah, the only loser is the one that doesn't do it. That's the only loser here is whoever... Because I don't know. Gambling's not my thing. Well, then be a loser. I guess being a loser is your thing. That's what you want to be your whole life? Just a fucking loser? A bum? With no fucking ambition? No balls? Fine. Do that. And sit there and make the minimum payment on your student loans until you're 57. But the rest of us, we're going for it. We're going for the big score. That's what we're doing. Because that's what this country was founded on. Gamblers. It was. When you think about it, this country was founded on gamblers. They were taking a gamble. Think about the long shot they were taking there, guys. They were going against the king of England. The king, nobody tells the king of England 
Back in 1776, what the fuck's what? They don't think you have to tell him, hey, fuck you. You ain't taxing us without represent, you know, no taxation without representation. We'll throw your fucking tea into the harbor. It's one of the biggest gambles ever taken in the history of mankind. When you really think about it, that is the foundation of this country was a big, long shot. Rolling the dice on a long shot. And it hit. It hit for a nice nice little pretty penny. So, you know, this is how you get out. This is how you get out from underneath it. When you find yourself in crippling debt, you chase with a big-time parlay. And that's, that's how you're going to do it. Name a better solution. Someone right now is like, oh, well, actually, you could lower the interest rates. Shut up. Lower the interest rates. How about you get interested in this parlay instead of talking about interest rates? You fucking loser. So... Get on board. I'm just trying to help the people out. Thanks. Yesterday was the first of many draft days for me. It was it's that's the way I always mark the true it really is the true beginning of football season for me is when you have that first fantasy football draft. You get all the boys together. Everybody's running their mouths, talking shit. Oh, it's the best. It's the best feeling in the world. And you get to start that team fresh. Get the bad taste that was in your mouth from last season. Whether it was Christian McCaffrey who fucked me in every league possible. Christian McCaffrey fucked me in every orifice. I mean, I know that that's... It, I meant that metaphorically, but... He might as well have literally shoved his dick in every available hole of my body. I mean, he fucked me really bad. Uh, Najee Harris is in a, he should be under criminal investigation. So should the Cleveland Browns run defense for that performance on Monday Night Football, week 17. But hey, you know, I'm not holding on to grudges. I, you know, you just got to. Throw it on the back burner and uh, get back to business. New clean, clean year. Wipe the slate clean. Uh, you know, you make that, you finish that first draft and you start looking at the lineup and you you start roster baiting a little bit. We've all done it. We all look at those rosters and you kind of, you know, you, you you go six to midnight just thinking if this guy I took in the seventh round can pan out. If this guy I took in the 10th, I can't believe I got him in the 10th. You start talking things up to yourself. You you act like some rookie that's never played a snap is like a bona fide, no doubt, can't miss, gonna win you the league type of player 
That's, and you just do this all in your head. You're just sitting there going, the fuck do these guys know? They didn't even know who Damian Pierce was, did they? Did they? You fucking idiots. It's all the same information, by the way. We're all reading the same blurbs on ESPN about these players. But for some reason, we think that, like, we got the secret in. We got the secret in on uh, the insider information that the others will never get. But that's part of the fun is you get to have those delusional moments and you get to live vicariously through the accomplishments of uh, real professional athletes where everybody in the the draft room is uh, fat, drunk, smoking cigars or cigarettes, uh, eating fucking chicken wings and Doritos. Not a single one of us has ever accomplished anything remotely close to an athletic achievement to any one of these players. And I got a couple of friends who are in, like, good shape, who, like, worked out regularly, who played sports. Even those motherfuckers are too stupid to have ever made it in a pro sport. So, like, that's the room now. It's just a big group of middle-aged, just fat, drunk men talking up why their running backs are better than somebody else's running backs. Meanwhile, we don't own these running backs. We we didn't seek... We Like, it's not even like we're uh, talent evaluators in the sense where we, uh, you know, watch these players play and then make a judgment call like a scout and go, oh, this guy's going to be good and this guy's going to suck, and this guy's going to be good, and this guy's going to suck. No, we literally just watch the games, and when a guy's good, we go, oh, he's good? I want him on my fantasy team now. That's how it works. That's that's it. Once the guy's proven to be good multiple times over, then we take the bold stance of wanting him on our fantasy team. And talking him up like we had something to do with the accomplishment. It's quite comical when you really think about it. But we do it year in, year out. That's for sure. And I wouldn't change it for the world. It's one of the best days of the year. And to be honest, there is an element about it that's beyond football. You know, the older you get, the less time you got to get together with your boys. And your girlfriends, whatever. You know, you just, it's harder to get the friends together. And this is one of those things that gets us together. Um, and I look forward to it every year and it's, it's magical. And you know, the same things happen every year. We know, we know what players people are going to go after. My delusional friend Dom basically Wanted to draft his entire team to be the Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills starting offense. The only thing he didn't draft is the fucking offensive line because you can't draft the offensive line. But if he could have, he would have. And, you know, uh, is it a winning strategy? Of course it's not, but it's his delusional strategy. And that's what makes it fun. 
So I I personally couldn't recommend enough starting a fantasy football league, getting a group of your boys together or your girls. You could do it. The ladies could do it too. I keep saying the boys because it is like the boys thing and we're all like, yo, we're bros. Yo, bro, we're going to get together. We're going to fucking drink some beers. We're going to fucking draft our teams. We're going to fucking have a good time. You know what I'm saying, bro? And yeah, we're bros, but the ladies could do it too. Doesn't matter. Get them together. Get the fucking gals together. You talk some shit. You'd be like, oh, you drafted that guy. I bet he's got a little cock. You know what I mean? Something like that. I don't know what ladies do when they talk shit amongst each other. They do talk shit, right? I would think. I think girls still talk some shit to each other. Not just pleasant all the time. You got to have some clowning around. Make fun of somebody. Oh, Susie, you're such a slut. That's why you drafted, I don't know, Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know. It can't all be funny, guys. Sometimes we're just trying out shit. But, hey, I'm just thoroughly excited that we're finally reached the end of the summer. I don't need to hear about how summer's the greatest thing. Why is it going to an end? Because it is. It's fall. Shut the fuck up. Enjoy. Get right. It's time to drink pumpkin spice shit. It's time for all these people that want endless summers and selfies of them sitting with a surfboard that they've never ridden on, on a beach staring at a sunset. It's time for you to move on to your next abomination, which is some sort of pumpkin spice ice cream or uh, a drink that's supposed to be like spicy, uh, spicy, wow, pumpkin spice uh, coffee or something, but it's also like ice cream. It's basically a milkshake. I don't even, I, <laughs> that's it. I feel like coffee's become now. It's just milkshakes and everybody's like, this is the greatest coffee ever. It's like, well, you, cause it's not coffee. It's just a fucking milkshake. You're just eating or yeah. I mean, you really are just eating a bowl of ice cream. It's not even really coffee. There's caffeine in it and a fuckload of sugar, which is why it tastes so good. But, you know, move on to that. It's time to come back to your pumpkin spice. Uh, these weirdos they, that are in their 40s counting down to Halloween so that they could dress like Jason and walk down the street and have some sort of uh, murder porn fucking uh, fantasy. It's time for that. But more importantly, it's time for football. Until next week.